Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Thank you for joining me today. Um, as you can see from the title, I'm talking about how God didn't make you sick, how we can count things all joy. I'm talking about trials and temptations. I want to challenge some doctrine or wrong ways of thinking or teaching that the church has uh, indoctrinated people with. And hopefully uh, it turns a light bulb on in your heart and brings truth because the truth sets us free. So let's let's get to it. This is exciting. This is an exciting day, y'all. I'm very excited. Um, the other day, the phrase, oh, I didn't bring any water. Well, we're fine. The other day, the phrase, um, count it all joy, came to my heart. And I was like, count it all joy. I've heard that before. I know it's a scripture. Um, and God said, it's not what people think. And I was like, okay, let's talk about it. You see, God will bring an idea, an impression, a picture to your heart, just a phrase or a, um, a line from a song. And it'll appear and you're like, where did that come from? That wasn't my thought. And what it is is an invitation from the Holy Spirit to come and talk to God about something. And there's always more. It's kind of like when he'll he'll bring a prophetic word or a dream or um, just a thought and it's somewhat incomplete. It's not the whole picture of what he's trying to present to you because it's always a draw to relationship, more chance to talk, more chance to explore, more chance to um, be in fellowship with him. And then he makes it clear. So count it all joy. Let's go talk about it. So he took me to the scripture. It's James 1, 2 through 4. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The thing I want to point out here is the word trials. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Um... There is teaching out there that says, oh, just be so glad when if, if you're if you're sick or tragedy has happened or calamity has fallen your way, count it all joy because uh, it's going to work patience in you and God is good and he's he's using this for to mold you and to shape you. That's actually really sick teaching. <laughs> we do not serve a God who makes us sick. We do not serve a God who sends calamity. We do not serve a God who sends um, heartbreak to us to mold us into better people. That is not right. I do not want to serve that God. Neither should you. Let me let's let's break this down. God may allow trials and temptations to come our way in our life to train us, just like a father would allow. Uh, the working out of things or the things that would grow a child so that they are prepared for the life ahead of them. Um, but I wrote this, but these trials will never look like sickness. They will never look like tragedies or accidents. Never, never. Yes, it is true that it, it, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. That is true. My God causes all things to work for my good. So no matter what the world or my choices or the enemy throws at me, 
He will cause it to work for my good because I love him and I am called according to his purposes. That is true. But when calamity comes, when um, anything that looks like death or stealing comes, that is not from your God. And you should not accept it. And you should not be saying, oh, God's molding me. No, no, no. That is not our God. No. Um, let's go over here. Uh, he can use every circumstance for our good. But he does not send destruction, sickness, or heartache to mature you. That thinking is downright sick if you boil it down to it. Why would we teach our children to serve a God that sends the loss of life, the loss of fruitfulness, um, the loss of, li what's a better word for life? Nothing. Why, why would we teach our children to serve a God that would send those things to mold us and to mature us? That's not right. It's not right. See, let's talk about it. The truth is, John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come, Jesus, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So if it doesn't look like life, if it doesn't look like abundant life, it's not from your God. Okay? So where do these trials and temptations come from? I'm using those words interchangeably because depending on what translation you're reading, it says those things. But when you, when you look down into it, it says, uh, let's go back to James 1, this time verses 13 and 14. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. These trials and temptations that come these are things that draw us away because of the desires of our heart that are not set on the Lord. The enemy brings them. Okay? But we can count it all joy because our God said he would make a way of escape. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. This way in the Bible turning, right? Going to the right side. 1 Corinthians. I'm so thankful y'all are here today. Thank you so much. 1 Corinthians 10. We're almost there. Stay on this journey. 10, 13, and 14. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. That means there's nothing new, y'all. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God does not bring temptation, as it says in James 1. I mean, as it says, where did that say? Mm, James 1, 13, 14. God does not bring temptation. That is the enemy and we're drawn away by the desires of our flesh. But God will always make a way of escape. And when the enemy wants to come and tempt you, don't worry. Don't worry. Tempt you to get angry. Tempt you to hate God. Tempt you to lust. Tempt you to um, be envious. Tempt you to um, feel forsaken. All these are lies that he brings, but God will make a way of escape for you. He will whisper to you truth. He will set off alarms inside of you saying, this is a trap, walk away. But these things that the enemy brings, God will use for your good. Don't let any seeds that God brings hardship to mold you. 
there is a pressure that comes in growing, in, in, in building up of muscles, in um, growing into new things that seem hard at first. But he says one step, precept upon precept, he teaches us, he grows us in maturity one step at a time, not one calamity at a time that breaks us into heartache. No, our God is good. Don't let anybody stand in front of you and say, oh, God gave you that special needs child because he knew you. You were the one that could handle it. No, he did not. God gave you that child that will walk into the fullness of life, that will speak on time, will walk on time, will breathe well, will not overreact to things in this world. Their heart will work perfectly. Their lungs will work perfectly. Their mind will be sound and whole. That's the child God gave you. And anything less than that is the enemy coming to steal, kill, and destroy your family. Don't accept it. It's not from our God. Our God is good. Our God is good. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. What did I say? I want to, let me read this again, and then I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. Maybe it'll hit a little different. No temptation is over overtaken you except such as common to man, but God, or nothing's new under the sun, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So we can count it all joy when these temptations and trials come our way, because our God will make a way of escape. Our God will make a way of escape. That is, that's just good news, y'all. Good news. So come on, enemy. Try to make my heart hard. Come on, enemy. Try to make me fearful. Go for it. Come on, enemy. Try to make me look away from my husband for my needs. Go for it. Go for it. Good luck. My God makes a way of escape. I keep my eyes on him. First Corinthians. It's over. Nope. We're in Revelations. We've gone way too far, y'all. Back, 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 back. First Corinthians. What? I don't know why I just saying that, and I apologize deeply. <laughs> First Corinthians 10, 13. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, severe, sorry. Let's talk in English and try this one more time. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way uh, of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. All of our lives look different. All of the trials that come and testing that comes in our life will look different. But they will all come with a way of escape. They will all come with an assured victory at the end if we choose God and His goodness. If we choose God's way. So that's why the daily of keeping my heart soft to the Lord so I can hear the Holy Spirit keeping my heart soft to hear his prompting of warning me of, hey, Nick, God asked you to do this one thing and it seems really hard to do this, but he knows what's coming ahead 
And he knows that your faith needs to be stirred up beforehand. He knows that that deposit of the word of truth needs to be in you that day and this thing because what's coming is much bigger. So respond to him today. Hey, Nick, he knows that you got cross with your husband and you both were tired at the same time, which is like the Bermuda Triangle of a marriage when both parties get tired, especially if there's children in the house. So you can be bitter and you can shut down and not talk. Or you can do what the Holy Spirit is saying and he's saying, be humble, speak, feel heard, let him feel heard, keep talking. This is not about you, it is about us. Keep talking, keep talking. I don't know what you're walking through, but God did not bring the bitterness. He did not bring the um, strife into your marriage. He did not. That was the enemy who brought it, and he's a liar. So you say, Lord, show me how to walk in peace in my home and in my marriage. Lord, show me how to walk in wisdom. Let my words drip with honey that brings peace into our home. Thank you, Lord, that the the spirit of our home is of unity, that the spirit of our home is agreeing with what you say about our marriage. That's for somebody today. So we can, I wrote this, so we can count it all all joy when trials and temptations come not from God because they will not be beyond what we can bear because God will make a way of escape. We can rejoice. We can count it all joy. Count it all joy. And yeah, I know where before it had been a sign that um, God will not give you more than you can bear. I know you have cancer, but don't worry. God will not give you more than you can bear. Boy, the enemy will give me more than I can bear all day long. All day long. All day long. And the calling that God has for me is more than I can carry myself. And the, the family that I'm called to love is, that's more than I can do. But with him, hooked up to Jesus, yoked up to Jesus, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I don't assign any hardship, any temptation to my God. But I certainly assign the credit for the victory, the credit for the grace, the credit for the joy that is my strength. My God is good. I'm not going to look to the left or to the right. I'm not going to look for some other way to get out of whatever the enemy has tried to pull at me. My God is the way of escape. He's going to bring wisdom to people who are in financial hardships. You just don't know how to get out of it. He's going to send words of wisdom and people with wisdom into your life. That's going to give you knowledge you just don't have. You just don't know how to get out. So you need more knowledge. He's going to send mothers to other mothers that have tangible wisdom of how to take care of your children, how to love your family well. You know, it talks about um, the older women teaching the younger women how to love their families. How to love your families is a taught thing. It's not just something you know. And I feel like I'm constantly learning myself. I, my son is about to turn 10. I've never been a mom to a 10 year old before. I'm really good at toddlers. I can do toddlers all day long and now they like have opinions and dreams and heartache and deep feelings and oh my gosh, I don't know how to be that. But God does. And through his word and through his people, he is going to get me the wisdom I need for the next season of my life that I don't know how to walk into. He's not going to bring hardship to prepare me for what is coming. He is going to bring wisdom. 
and guidance. And as I obey the little things that he brings and asks of me, I am prepared for next. He will prepare you for next. He's so good. There's, how did I write this? I already said this, but let me say this again. There's bad theology or teaching out there that says bad stuff will come from God to shape you. That's really sick. But God will give you more than, won't give you more than you could bear. Well, that's a load of you know what. No, 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 no. We count it all joy because of this. Let's go to James 1, 2 through 3. This time in the Passion Translation. Let's go here. Going, 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 going. Did I pass it? For goodness to gracious. Wait for it. There it is. James 1. I gotta do it today. I'm very excited about today. I gotta say, James 1, 2 through 3. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. I don't know what the enemy has tried to tempt you with or trial you with or beat the crud out of you with or try to steal from you. But I want to promise you this, that if you will turn to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who sent his one and only son for you. He will cause all these things to work for your good. Your faith will be stirred up. And not only will you see redemption for what was trying to be stolen from you, but you will see maturing in your own heart. You will see things restored that were not never meant to be restored in the physical, but your God is good. You will see victory where you were told there was never going to be victory because our God is good. Don't allow the enemy to assign God anything that looks like destruction or robbery or cruelty. That is a lie. Our God is good. Don't do it. This is different for everyone, but I know the Holy Spirit is whispering to each heart and highlighting different lies where you thought, this is going to shape me. This is going to make me a better person. No, no. God's going to make you a better person. God's going to shape you and mold you into maturity. God is going to prepare you for what he has for you. And he is going to close the doors where the enemy has been coming in and stealing your lunch and messing with your kids and bringing strife into your marriage and stealing in your finances and stealing the peace in your heart when you view the world around you. Our God is good and he is for us. So we say, Lord, show me you. Show me what you want me to agree with. Show me what you want me to release with my words. Show me the way of escape out of this, whatever this trap was meant for me. And he will. He will. He's good. And I see there's some of you, you have lost people that you've stood in prayer for. And now they've, they've gone on. 
and in your heart you're so bitter. God, you said I knew and I prayed and it didn't happen. I am so sorry. That was the enemy who stole them, not God. And I don't know why they went on instead of being restored here. But I promise if you in your hurt will turn to the Father and say, Lord, this sucks. My heart is broken. I want to exchange my heavy heart for the lightness that you promise in your word. I want to be able to count all joy, not the loss of my loved one, but count all joy that you're going to make a way of escape out of this heartache. You're going to turn this off for good. I'm so sorry that happened to you. But don't assign to God death. He is not a God of death. He didn't come and take somebody. The enemy is the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the one to be ticked off at. I'm so sorry that happened. But the enemy wants to use that to harden your heart so that you run away from the shepherd of your soul, the overseer of your soul. Jesus, the good shepherd, who will promise to never leave you or forsake you, to walk with you all the days of your life. So, let's pray for some hearts right now. I see an anthill being built up by ants, one grain of sand at a time. And it's, um, these are all thoughts from somebody you've assigned every hard thing that's ever happened to you in your life to God not being faithful to you. And now it's gone from just this little grains of sand. It's turned into a mountain in front of you of bitterness and of sadness and of disappointment. God wants to come in with his love and love on you if you will let him. Talk to him. Tell him how you feel. And then ask him to show you himself, the God who loves you, the God who is always there, the God that wants to redeem every step of the way, the God that wants you to count all joy the next time the enemy wants to come and try to steal from you. Because you know God's going to make a way of escape. And you're going to be sensitive enough to perceive where he's saying to go. Lord, I thank you for hearts. Thank you that you can... Boy, it's so cool that you can go and be everywhere at once with everyone. Talking to their hearts. Thank you that people are laying down things that have literally crushed them for years. I thank you for a heart picture that's exchanged for... Um, bitterness and anger at God for joy and peace and delight in the God that promises a way of escape, a God that promises to make all things new, a God who promises to take everything that the enemy meant for our destruction and turn it for our good. Lord, we count it all joy when the enemy comes because you're going to make a way of escape. We thank you for the things that are testing our faith that is stirring it up and causing it to grow and be complete in all things we thank you that you are good and you don't beat your children up to get them to obey and make them better no you come with kindness and strength and you ask of us you ask us to keep a picture of you that is love 
you know, we worship God by giving him our attention. Another word for worship is attention. And uh, God is wanting, asking for your attention in places. And because those places have seemed broken or been broken in the past, your attention has been actually on the enemy, on what he stole from you and what he did for you, to you. And then you've assigned that attention to God, but actually it's just the enemy. So now the enemy's getting the worship. He's getting the attention. God wants to show you that he is for you. He wants to show you that he has never sent destruction your way. He has never done it. He has never um, sent temptation your way to be bitter, to be sad, to be distraught, to be angry. That's not God. So Lord, thank you for truth settling in people's hearts. Lord, I thank you that where the enemy pronounced cancer, you pronounce life over people. Where the enemy has pronounced arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, you pronounce life and, and full range of movement and no pain in the name of Jesus over people. I thank you that every label that was spoken over people that wasn't son and daughter, you are breaking off now. Thank you that a spirit of rejection is being broken off people. A spirit of victimhood is being broken off of people. They are sons and daughters of the King, of the Most High God. We love you, Lord. Thank you for truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew, kind of a heavy one today, but it's important. Um, it's important. The places where I found my heart getting hard, I have asked the Lord, Lord, show me where you are. Share me, show me where you were when that bad thing happened. Show me where you were when that didn't go well or when that tragedy happened. Show me where you were and show me who you are and have always been. Show me how I'm safe with you. Show me how you are always going to be faithful. Thank you that you show me that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you for what was fulfilled in the old covenant through Jesus, that now I can walk fully into son and daughtership with you and I can expect an inheritance of life. I can expect a way out because of your son. Yeah. Talk to him. He wants to talk to you. Talk to him. So, I love y'all. Bye. See you next week. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.